Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Boys America listeners, welcome to my 400th ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this weekend and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from the past week. Also, with baseball beginning this week, we will be joined next segment by my former newspaper colleague, Chaz Scoggins, author, Major League Baseball official scorer, and retired sports writer. Well, we have breaking news just came across ESPN moments ago that the NFL owners are meeting at 2 p.m. Eastern time today, as in two hours from now, to discuss coronavirus-related issues, including health and safety measures, finances, and the number of preseason games. So, uh, can't overestimate how important that meeting is, and uh, good they're getting together, and it'll be something to look forward to, uh, the outcome of that, uh, probably... Here's some information sometime later this afternoon, and uh, that leads right into my highlight of the week, which is, of course, the long-awaited return of the major sports, starting with, uh, with baseball this Thursday, hence having Chaz Goggins on as our guest today. Uh, and within days, it's almost dizzying, within the matter of, I think, eight days, it will be followed by the NBA down in the bubble in Orlando and the NHL up in Canada and Toronto and Edmonton and all of this with no fans. Of course, just referencing the breaking news, the NFL training camps at this moment in time are scheduled to open in late July, uh, but really rookies and whatnot. Perhaps, especially when it comes to the, you know, Texans and Chiefs who are kicking off the season on, I believe, September 10th, uh, uh, scheduled to report imminently, uh, like today. Um, So this may basically usher in the greatest two months in the history of American sports. It's just that simple. Uh, in addition to everything I just mentioned, uh, meaning baseball, NBA, NHL, all playing real games, playoffs and whatnot for the NBA and the NHL, a, little, a few games to get kind of uh, underway to set up playoff seating, what have you, decide who's actually going to make it, that type of thing, although with the, that's more the NBA they have an extra eight teams, I believe, qualif- trying to qualify to make the playoffs. Then the playoffs start. And then the NHL is playoffs only, but I believe they're kicking off with some, quote, exhibition games, warm-up games, whatever you want to call it. And then it's, boom, right to the playoffs. So, and then baseball, 60-game sprint. Uh, so it's just like... Uh, in former seasons of 162-game schedule, it's like basically setting the clock at August 1st. And as I read this morning on ESPN uh, daily newsletter, something like imagine waking up in late July, early August in former years, and every single team is tied for first place. thought it was a great example. And, uh, and that's what we're dealing with. But then beyond that... Uh, 
the Kentucky Derby, scheduled for the Saturday of Labor Day weekend. The Indianapolis 500, scheduled for Sunday, August 23rd. U.S. Open Golf, scheduled for September 14th through 20th, outside New York City at Wingfoot. Uh, And the U.S. Open Tennis, preceding that, scheduled for August 31st to September 13th. So basically that when, the day before everyone assembles for the U.S. Open Golf up the road. U.S. Open Tennis, of course, in New York City, Flushing Meadows. And even well before that, the PGA Championship, a major, out at Harding Park in San Francisco, August 3rd through 9th. So, keeping our fingers crossed that everything comes off. Uh, Again, it could be the greatest you know, two months in American sports history, whereas uh, NHL and NBA playoffs are scheduled to end generally in the early October time frame, I believe. And and by that time, theoretically, NFL could be well underway. And and that would be great. And that leads into my low light of the week, which is, of course, kind of the elephant in the room, that I haven't mentioned yet, which is college football. And that's because it just continues to look shaky as to whether it will start on time. Um, and, you know, just what the plan is going to be, as we all know. Uh, and there seemingly is no plan. It, it's the c- conferences just seem to be doing their own thing at this point in time. Uh, we all know that the Big Ten, the Pac 12, Announced conference schedules only. Uh, The Ivy League, Patriot League, uh, Colonial League, I believe, have all postponed all fall sports, I believe, and uh, including football, obviously, uh, back into the spring, which is clearly on the table for the Power Five conferences. Uh, Obviously, there's no commissioner. Uh, so again, conferences are seemingly on their own. Big 10, Pac-12 already made their move, conference only. And now we see what happens. Everybody just seems to feel, it feels like they're, everybody's waiting for the SEC. Uh, the, again, same reference, the elephant in the room as to what will happen. And then we have, of course, the ACC and the, uh, you know, Big 12 as well. So we'll see how it all pans out. It's, it's high, high drama. And uh, and it's going to be fascinating to, uh, to watch. But, and we all love our college football, and our show is heavily focused on college football, as all you listeners out there know, over the past 400 shows. Um, my bizarre story of the week is yesterday's amazing Ending to the memorial at Jack's courses, Jack's, as in Jack Nicholas's course out in Ohio, where John Rahm put it away on the 16th with an absolutely remarkable chip in, uh, hold it out. Uh, and what's bizarre is, you know, by the time we got into the 17th, uh, he was there was a question of had his ball moved and it was so interesting because they were watching him line up this shot on the 16th. He was only about, you know, whatever, 10, 15 feet off the green, but very tricky shot. And, uh, you know, he was just hacking around in the grass with his chipper and inadvertently, uh, caused it to move. I mean, ever so slightly, a fraction of an inch would be almost an exaggeration. Um, so it was fascinating to watch, but you know, the good, the interesting news is it really didn't matter at that point. He had like four or five stroke lead coming to 17 and 18. He was not told about it. And, um, in the post match interview with him as the winner, uh, the CBS reporter, uh, asked him, mentioned it to him and it was clear from the shock and surprise on his face that he was hearing it for the first time, had no idea. It was under review. Then he quickly went up to the cabin and uh, 
and was met with a PGA official who it turns out they did indeed uh, give him a two-stroke penalty. So rather than winning by five, I think he won by three. Uh, so you can call the shot either one of the greatest twos you've ever seen on a hole or one of the greatest fours you've ever seen on a hole. It doesn't take away what he – this ever so slight movement of the ball didn't affect the amazing shot that he made. It was just a tremendous reaction on his part as well, fist pumping and all that, and deservedly so. Um, he is now the number one golfer in the world. Uh First Spaniard since Seve. So pretty amazing. He's young, I think 24 years old. Of course, that shot and yes, and last Sunday's at the same course, last Sunday's amazing putts by uh, Dustin Thomas and Colin Marikawa were just equally remarkable, but all with no fans. And, uh, so watching golf has been okay without fans. I mean, I, I'm not really sitting there noticing, you know, no fans is kind of out of sight, out of mind. But uh, what has been, you know, pretty amazing is uh, is those particular shots where Justin Thomas let out, as Jim Nance said yesterday, a primal scream, um, which was awesome. And then... Uh, so with those three fantastic shots over the past couple of Sundays and to not have any fans, it really, uh, it, it really kind of sad because those are ones that would have given us uh, near tiger roars on any of the three shots that I'm referencing. So yeah, it was, uh, just really amazing to watch. Interesting at the end, we had been hearing, uh, Hearing that Jack Nicholas was intent on giving his traditional handshake to the winner, as he always does, standing right off uh, the 18th green to greet the winner with the handshake. But as we all know, the world is different, and uh, and so we will just uh, you know have to adapt. They did give each other a fist pump. And uh, and I think that was the appropriate way to handle it. Um, so, yes, it was uh, truly, you know, fascinating ending on a number of fronts. And uh, great to see Jack Nicholas, where he revealed that I guess he and his wife both had COVID-19 and uh, quarantined down in uh march down in florida and uh so yeah it was uh you know just really good to watch you know it's a beautiful setup out there in dublin ohio a suburb of columbus uh muirfield village and it was quite interesting that they had the workday open last weekend there uh and uh of course the memorial this past weekend so really uh interesting to see um a rare rare event when a golf tournament a pga tournaments are scheduled on the same course in back-to-back weeks so um Yes, are you, uh, so yeah, we're just uh, enjoying the golf, and again, hard to believe we have a major uh, looming in just a couple of weeks, Um, so good to have golf back on the table. Golf's done well, as has NASCAR. Uh, it's good to see these sports, you know, kind of, you know, setting up the model. And but most importantly, they're continuing on. They're marching on. And that's what we want to see from all the other major sports that are going to uh, that are going to be starting up again this Thursday evening. Hard to believe it's Yanks, Yankees, New York Yankees at Nationals. 
Washington Nationals defending world champion. Uh, Washington Nationals at 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time from Nationals Park, what will be an empty uh, Nationals Park uh, this Thursday. So that is really going to be kicking off. Again, just to close it out, one of the most amazing, uh, potentially amazing sports calendars in American history uh, from basically starting off this Thursday and going into early October. Should be uh, something special. And with that said, right now, uh, let's take our break. Still a whole lot more to get to on the other side. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies Radio Show with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania, and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance of success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's at the time of the show when I have guests, and today we are joined by my former newspaper colleague, Chaz Scoggins, author, Major League Baseball official scorer, and retired sports writer. And Chaz, how are you doing today? Uh, tr- trying to find a cool spot in the house, that's for sure. <laughs> I can Thank goodness I'll bet. I'm, in, I'm doing the same thing. Luckily, I'm in an air-conditioned room. You and I are both in Massachusetts, and we are having one of the hottest days in recent memory, certainly the hottest day of 2020. Uh, it's about 90 going to climb up to between 95 and 100 and you're going to feel like over 100 so uh a little unusual for massachusetts getting up to these numbers right Chaz? yeah it is so feel like i'm back in florida again so correct correct and it's interesting you would say florida uh you and i have both spent significant time there through the years and uh and, of course, we were down there this year when spring training was occurring, but then, of course, called off at the outset of the coronavirus. But uh, here we are about four months later, Chaz, and baseball 
is finally getting underway. It's this Thursday night, New York Yankees at defending world champion Washington Nationals, 8 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN. And Chaz, uh, there were times when we probably wondered if we would get here, but we still have three days to go. And and if I've learned nothing in the last four or five months during the pandemic, it's... uh, it's, you know, everything is a moving target and nothing is certain until it's certain. <laughs> so with three days to go, it looks pretty good. Baseball starts on Thursday. Yeah, when, when they, for a long time, they kept, it seemed to me, uh, baseball was kind of optimistic about when they were getting started because, uh, you know, first it was going to be uh, mid-April, then it was going to be end of May, perhaps in June, and kept postponing. It was obvious to me that the way the uh, virus was spreading throughout the country, that that was awfully optimistic. And my feeling was if they didn't get it started by July, they weren't going to get it started at all. And now, of course, uh, they are going to get it started, barring any catastrophes between now and and Thursday. And the bigger question is, you know, can they finish what they start? Exactly. That is the big question, uh, to say the least. And, you know, there were some baseball exhibition games, uh, summer camp, if you will, uh, on Saturday and Sunday. And I watched, I tuned in for a bit to the Pittsburgh Pirates hosting the Cleveland Indians on Saturday night. I grew up in Western Pennsylvania, so uh, follow the Pirates and have been to PNC Park. And then last night, of course, were the White Sox at the Cubs at Wrigley Field. So two of the better ballparks hosting games with no fans. It was kind of strange. I mean, it was good to see it back in any form, exhibition game, summer camp, whatever you want to call it. Uh, a, a little strange without fans, uh, but none. But we'll take what we can get these days after, after being so sports starved. Yeah, the only thing... Uh, the, the, of course, I, I live up here in Lowell in the summer where we have a minor league team, the Spinners, and uh, it's a big disappointment that the entire minor league season was uh, was canceled. Uh, I kind of suspected it would be that way for the full season clubs, but I thought maybe with the short season teams like Lowell plays in the New York Penn League where its season doesn't begin until June 15th, I thought maybe they might have a shot at, uh, at getting in a season. But uh, clearly once they are going to limit the draft to five rounds, uh, it will be difficult to stock, to stock rosters. So, uh, of course, all minor league baseball uh, is, won't be played this year, and that's a disappointment for about 40 million fans around the U.S. who, who can't get to, uh, you know, get to major league games or can't afford to go. And uh, that, you know, that, that's sad, too, and feel badly for a lot of these minor league teams that uh, they don't get TV revenue. They depend on attendance and and, right. and uh, sales at the at the ballpark and, and everything to to get by. It's going to be it's going to be interesting to see really what happens to uh, the minor leagues in the future. And uh, you know, at least Major League Baseball has the uh, has the TV revenue coming in. Correct. Exactly. And uh, yeah, and the minor leagues are and they're known for their creativity. Uh, you know, to go along with, you know, that in-game attendance and selling of tickets. Uh, and the little spinners are among the more creative uh, in the minor leagues. I, I grew up in Altoona, Pennsylvania, and they have a also a pretty creative team down there, the Altoona Curve, um, and on and on and on. But no major league or no minor league baseball in America this year. And that's sad, to say the least. Um, and yeah, the future of the minor leagues is clearly, you know, you have to wonder. Yeah. It's, uh, even the stimulus money has kept some of them afloat for a while, but, uh, right. the minor league organizations, but, uh, now that's, that's pretty much run out as far as, you know, the, um, the, uh, the, the paycheck protection program goes and, uh, you know, they, they've got to start laying off full-time people, not to mention all the, the part-time employees they have who, Never got to work at all. Yeah, and again, another thing we've learned in the last four months during this pandemic is the ripple effect. I mean, they're finally getting on the field here in Major League Baseball, and we all remember. I remember early on when they were looking when they would get back, you know, it was going to be on July 4th. Like, you know, the great American game, 
like returns on July 4th and what a spectacle that would have been. Of course, that didn't work out that way, but they're returning, you know, again, scheduled to return on Thursday. So we'll do again, we'll, we'll take what we can get, but you know, Chaz, one of the more interesting, uh, situations that just developed is the Toronto Blue Jays after getting city and province approval to play their home games at Rogers Center, which I've been at, not for a game, but I've seen it up in Toronto. Uh, the federal uh, decision maker said no. So they are currently looking uh, as to where they're going to play. Uh, their home opener, I believe, is scheduled early next week. So we're talking eight, nine days, if that. Uh, and Chaz, you know, uh, you and I, we, talk, we, we discussed Florida earlier, and I attended the first time ever, a uh, Blue Jays game in Dunedin, Florida, where they do their spring training. And it's ready-made for them to move in because it's their facility and some offices, what have you. But the surge in Florida has them concerned, and rightfully so. So, Chaz, pretty crazy story. We're here in Buffalo and whatnot, but still uh, yeah, being I, decided. I, I you know, you're, you're right. Dunedin would be the, would be the logical place. For uh, for them to go, but uh, given the fact that uh, that part of Florida is uh, undergoing uh, a terrible problem with the, with the virus right at the moment, it makes no right. sense for, uh, for for them to go there. And you know, Buffalo, their AAA facility seems like you know a logical next logical place to go. But I guess there are all sorts of logistic problems there that, uh, as far as having a distancing for players uh because there are the rules now for uh only nine nine or nine players and a couple of coaches in the dugouts and they have to spread them out and i guess you know in the clubhouses uh you know or too confining with as far as social distancing goes so i guess there are all sorts of sorts of problems and uh i'm not sure time is short for them to figure out where they're going to play but uh, i can't imagine that they would end up playing all 60 games on the road. Uh, we did see a similar situation to that. I think it was back in the in the late 1980s when the Mariners were playing in the in the Kingdom, and they uh, some tiles fell off the roof. Right, it was deemed unsafe, and and I think the Mariners played the last two months of that season all on road games. So I mean, it has been done. Uh, clearly, home. Ticket revenue and, and home concessions revenue is not going to be an issue no matter where they play. But I just find it difficult that, given the fact that uh, you'd be constantly moving from city to city to city for 60 days and, and running the risk of ex- exposure, you know, I'd find it difficult to believe that, that that's a workable situation for Toronto either, you know, to play all their games on the road. Absolutely, Chaz. Um, you know, and I think one of the additional problems in Buffalo is the lighting, apparently, is not up to major league standards. Uh, yet another issue. And then you have to just consider the possibility, Chaz, that, you know, even though they're playing other Eastern you know, AL East division foes, uh, Boston, Orioles, things like that, uh, and then the NL East, so to say in the Eastern time zone, but, you know, there are, you know, probably concerns with teams up north. I mean, we're doing really well here in Boston, coronavirus-wise, with the numbers. But, you know, having teams flying up and down from Florida, which is exactly what the Red Sox are going to be doing, obviously, to play the Tampa Bay yeah. Rays and whatnot. It's just, uh, it just raises a lot of questions. So we shall see. But, you know, they got to find somewhere, and they got about a week to do it. <laughs> so it is going to be... Interesting, to say the least. Yeah, maybe, I don't know, maybe there's a way they can work it out that they can play in in various major league ballparks when those major league teams are on the road and, uh, you know, at least limit the uh, times they, they have to move around. But, uh, you know, I'm not sure how workable solution, you know, that is that is either. So clearly the size of the ballparks is not a problem. So there are no fans anyway. It doesn't really matter. Correct. Uh, right whether they that. play in a, a double A, uh, class double A type stadium, or whether they play in a major league stadium, you know, the question, as you point out, with the lights in Buffalo, is, is, is field conditions and situation, and, and uh, 
you know, that, that's the uh, that's the conundrum that has to be solved. Uh, absolutely, and it's quite a conundrum, uh, to put it mildly. Um, so we'll see how that's going to turn out. And hard to believe, uh, Chaz, that we've already come to our, the first break here. So why don't we take a break now and a lot of baseball still to discuss. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show. The Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective. Your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788. Or you can email me at IIR at Comcast.net. And back on the line with us is Chaz Scoggins author, Major League Baseball official scorer, and retired sports writer. And Chaz, we were talking baseball, of course. That's your sweet spot. Um, And you have covered the Boston Red Sox for years and years. You're, of course, our Major League Baseball official scorer, working typically out of Fenway Park. (laughs) Um, But the Red Sox... uh, have a pretty good lineup, but not uh, not much on the pitching. That has everybody in New England worried as we begin this sixty day sprint. Uh, you're you're right. I mean, uh, especially in, until Eduardo uh, Rodriguez comes back, uh, you know, it's going to be it's going to be kind of tough. But I think what really helps the Red Sox in this situation is given the short length. Of the uh, summer camps, as uh, as they've been called, uh, a lot of teams are not going to have their regular starting pitchers. I think in shape to go five or six innings right away. So I think it's going to be a lot of bullpens, a lot of opener type situations early on. Uh, and, and the Red Sox bullpen is, is deep enough that you know that may that may help them to uh, to stay competitive uh, competitive right away. So in the 60 games, it's, you know, it's, you know, I think 
clearly bullpens are going to be more important than uh, the starting pitching throughout the uh, probably throughout the short schedule for for all teams. Correct, correct. Yeah, I mean, clearly the concern here in Boston is you know Red Sox starting pitching, but you make such a really good point that. Uh, that, yeah, it could really be more about the bullpens this year, if ever, maybe more so than ever uh, in recent memory, uh, to say the least, given, you know, summer camp versus spring training, on and on and on. Uh, too many differences to count, basically. But the lineup looks good. Uh, and you got, a 60 man, you, know, you got a 60-man roster to work with, too. So, I mean, uh, there's some new rules in place about when you take a pitcher off the off the active roster. Uh, he's got to stay down in the in the minors for uh, you know a, a couple of weeks before you can bring him back, unless it's an emergency situation. But I think we'll see a lot of uh, a lot of teams using uh, waves of taxi squad pitchers. I think to to get through this season and to keep everybody fresh. Absolutely, absolutely, and you have to leave room in there, which is why they did it. Part of the reason is uh, for potential players testing positive, and you, you know, right? So, right. so and that, that, that's the great unknown, uh, to put it mildly. So, yeah, it's. I mean, it's just good to have you know, like like I referenced over the weekend, to see teams back in their old, in their home ballparks. Uh, interesting highlights from the Yankees last night who were just crushing it, uh, home runs. I think they played the Mets and Yankee Stadium. Aaron Judge had two home runs. I think Gary Sanchez. Uh, they looked like the Bronx Bombers. Uh, and Giancarlo Stanton hit a tape measure shot. So, yeah. Uh, you know, one thing to keep in mind with all of this, I mean, it's a double-edged sword, Chaz. Uh, most players are healthy since they've been off for four months. In the same light, many players opted not to play the season, such as Ryan Zimmerman, Buster Posey, David Price. So, you know, just to see the Yankees like healthy with Judge Stanton last night banging out home runs, it just uh, highlighted that as well. So I guess it probably balances out, um, but it's going to be fascinating. One team that interests me, of course, and going back to the Sox, Chaz, is... Red Sox is, you know, there'll be no Mookie Betts or David Price on the Red Sox. Uh, they're both play for the Dodgers. I saw Mookie Betts in a Dodger uniform on a highlight last night, and David Price has opted not to play this season. So change is constant. Yeah, it is. And, uh, you know, it, it, one thing about numbers, and there'll probably still be a number of stars yet who won't play. I mean, there's a question whether Mike Trout will actually uh, will actually play and there are some others too who uh, who may sit out the season but uh, it kind of reminds me of uh, back when Joe DiMaggio was playing for the for the Yankees back in the in the 40s and 30s 40s and, and into the early 50s and he was a player who liked to play every single day and right. he said the reason he did that was because he said there might be somebody in the stands who's never seen me play before and if I'm not in the lineup you know he, he's going to miss that opportunity. So, right. uh, fortunately, there are no people in the stands nowadays. So, superstars sitting out will, will not be uh, be missed in, in that sense. But certainly, you know, people watching on TV be curious to see what kind of TV ratings uh, baseball gets, especially given the controversy over uh, you know, two two sides trading, uh, you know, blows about about who's selfish and who isn't. So, you know, you kind of wonder. How much interest is, the, is there going to be in uh, in, uh, in, ba- in baseball? And we've been, you know, of course, we've been through this before, John. The this um, most of the summer in 1981 because of a strike, 59 day strike. There was no right. baseball, and of course, there's no baseball at the end of '95, and no World Series either because of, because of the lockout. So we've been through this road before, and there's always been a question of whether baseball will uh, will bounce back, but. Uh, it may not be the most. It may not be America's pastime anymore, the most popular sport. But I think it's resilient, and there's a fan base. And I think, regardless of how weird this season is going to be, uh, I think it'll bounce. I think it'll bounce back. And I do too. I do too. Uh, 
it's just, uh, you know, the postseason is always just fabulous. And as is the pennant run, I mean, you know, and now there's no preliminaries. The pennant run starts on Thursday. You can't have long losing streaks, whatnot. You have a bad week. It could be over for the for the year. Um, so, you know, th- there's that sense of urgency. And, you, you know, I'll speak for myself, you know, and I always follow baseball, and certainly you do, to put it mildly. But, you know, for me, it's like August 1st, I really, really up my game, so to speak, on following right. Pennant baseball. Pennant races have begun. Exactly. And then, in, you know, September 1st, I really, I take it up another level with, you know, the amount of time I spend watching, being educated, following the pennant races, what have you. And and then right on into the playoffs. And to me, uh, one of the great moments in all of sports is, you, you know, when you just have those rare, rare moments in the postseason with a, a team season on the line. And, you know, maybe it's a long 10-pitch at bat, winning run, whatever it is, situations that are, to me, as good as it gets any in any sport when you have you know that rare moment um where it's all on the line based on the next pitch and you have to exhale after every pitch you know uh there's just nothing like it to me it's like yeah right these mini moments of the greatest drama in sports so uh and it's all worth it mentioned you know one bad week could, could could kill a team's chances this year, and uh, you know, that's one of the beauties of baseball is that you know it's been said so many times it's a marathon, not a sprint. And over the course of a long season, you can make up for bad stretches with good stretches. Heck, you know, the Washington Nationals are a perfect example of that. They were under 500 two months of the season, you know, and ended up going to win the World Series. But you know, clearly, this is going to be a 60-game sprint, and uh, you know, one hot streak, one real cold streak will undoubtedly make a difference in the team's chances to make it to the postseason. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you you know, you mentioned the Washington Nationals. Uh, I had the pleasure. The best sports event I went to in 2019, seems like a lifetime ago, (laughs) was, happened to be in Los Angeles, walked up to the gate and saw the deciding game five where the Nationals... uh, came back to beat the Dodgers uh, where the game was in Chavez Ravine, my first ever game there. And of course we all remember that, you know, Clayton Kershaw gave up two back-to-back home runs in the eighth uh, to tie it, I believe. Uh, And then in the 10th, Howie Kendrick, uh, big time postseason hero throughout, uh, hit the grand slam. And frankly, it was the most interesting sports event I attended all last year. So I'm still carrying that momentum into this, this unusual year to say the least, but so I'm a big nationals fan now. I, I, that put me on the nationals bandwagon throughout the postseason, And it was something special to say the least. And that's just baseball is unique in that, in that way. I mean, it it inspires a lot of, a lot of passion and uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a year of adjustments, going to be adjustments for everybody, adjustments uh, not only for, for viewers who are just going to be able to watch on TV, but adjustments for players playing in empty stadiums, uh, the social distancing. Uh, you know, baseball, perhaps more than any other sport, is, is such a game of routine doing the Correct. same things the same way day after day after day after day. And even the off-field stuff, you come into the clubhouse, you play cards with, with somebody or you watch videos, you do this routine all the time, and those routines are going to be, going to be upset. It's going to be uh, interesting to see how well uh, the players adapt to this, especially with no fans in the, in the stands and uh, you know, no, no crowd uh, noise to incentivize uh, anybody. And, uh, of course, I do have one, one, one question about this piping in of canned crowd noise. Right. And, uh, you know, and, and given that so many people think the, uh, the Red Sox are not going to compete, I just wonder if they will also have a laugh track for the Red Sox if they don't play, <laughs> if they don't play well. <laughs> that says it all right there, Chaz. 
I love that. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, well, people who are in New England hope not, but anything <laughs> is possible, right? These days, and I mean anything is possible. Yeah. So, Chaz, on that note, uh, I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Great to talk baseball with you again. You've been on the show before. Uh, given everything, I don't know that there's ever been a, a better time to have you on the show than to get us ready for what is about to be the most unusual two to three month run schedule, whatever in baseball history. And, but I can't wait for it to begin. Yeah. Let's just cross our fingers, John, that, uh, that they can finish what they start. Exactly. That, that is the most important thing for baseball and all the other sports as well. And Chaz, thank you again. Good luck, uh, starting Thursday and, uh, and look forward to, uh, you know, being in touch and uh, perhaps you will have you on again for uh, the postseason or whatever, uh, if not before. And uh, there's going to be a lot to talk about in a short time coming up. Uh, anytime, John. All right. Thanks again, Chaz. And uh, we're going to take our final break. Still have a few more things to get to on the other side. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Join Chris Epting every week for the moment. Chris talks to some of the most amazing people you'll ever meet, including authors, artists, and athletes. And that's just the A-list. These celebrities and public figures have interesting stories that all showcase the moments that their lives took a certain dramatic turn, changing them forever and shaping them to be the person that they were meant to be. Listen for The Moment with Chris Epting, Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. On Read My Lips Radio, producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, invites you to eavesdrop on her live, unscripted conversations with smart, savvy, creative people as she discovers what makes them tick, where they find their inspiration, when creativity first became their passion, and how their creative process can inspire the rest of us to think out of the box. Enjoy, a.k.a. Radio Red's always lively, cool conversations with creatives. Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Oh, how those lips can talk. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England. Along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week. And each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio. Live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I am your host, John Inglesby, and it was great to have Chaz Scoggins, author, Major League Baseball official scorer, and retired sports writer, join us for the previous two segments to talk baseball. And uh, that leads right into my pick of the week for appointment viewing, which is, of course, baseball's opening day, if you will, this Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern time with the New York Yankees visiting the world champion Washington Nationals down at Nationals Ballpark in D.C. Driven by that ballpark, have not been inside for a game, kind of a new area of town, so to speak, new-ish, and... uh, it's going to be great. Uh, Yankees last night, uh, you know, were 
bashing home runs on a summer camp exhibition game, and the Nationals are the defending world champions. Um, Max Scherzer is starting. Uh, everybody, who, who doesn't love Max Scherzer? A bulldog, if ever there was one. So it's just going to be great to see and a great matchup uh, to get us going. And uh, certainly looking forward to that. As I said uh, at the end of the previous segment and talking with Chaz Scoggins, that I had the pleasure to attend uh, the deciding game five of the Nationals at Dodgers and Chavez Ravine. It launched the Nationals, in my mind, launched their uh, national or their World Series run. Uh, they were losing throughout that game and, uh, then boom, Clayton Kershaw comes in back to back home runs, ties it. Next thing you know, it's extra innings. Howie Kendrick hits a grand slam and Dodgers hopes. And more importantly, their fans were dashed. And I've rarely been in this, any stadium in any sport in my life where, uh, there were more disappointed and, in fact, angry fans than the Dodger fans that night. Uh, I'm used to it. I've seen it before up here in Boston with the pre-curse-breaking Red Sox prior to 2004 and the frustration that comes with, you know, uh, regular playoff appearances and uh, uh, but never uh, bringing home the championship. And uh, the Red Sox were the kings of that, along with the Cubs. And the Dodgers are on a pretty bad streak. So they're going to be closely watched or they've been in the playoffs. Maybe, maybe have won the NF West like seven years in a row uh, and haven't been able to quite bring it home. Uh, but they have a great team. No question about it. Uh, so it'll be one of, uh, certainly a team to watch and, and they'll all be worth watching as we again begin the 60 day sprint uh, as Chaz Scoggins said in the previous segments, everybody's hope is that they and all the other sports finish what they start. Um, because baseball starts Thursday and uh, then NBA and NHL right after that, uh, getting right, you know, getting into the playoffs ultimately. So a lot at stake here in the coming weeks, but it's going to be potentially leading into what I said at the beginning of the show, perhaps the best two months or so, two to three months in American sports history with uh, so much convergence of so many sports. So, as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.